Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've heard, seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. So recently, like when the, the Regal Theater that I normally go to, um, they've been having a lot of technical problems for some reason. Usually I associated this with AMC, but this Regal Theater, for some reason, has been having some problems. Hopefully we can sort it out. <laughs> glitches? Glitches? Glitches. Because, you know, everything is tech now. Like, there's just no, like, uh, film projector. Everything is digital now. And apparently... No more film. No more film. Apparently, uh, they use Windows for their, for their whatever they use. <laughs> Windows 10 to Did be you see the window screen? <laughs> well, I saw this. They, they have this thing where... I took a picture of it. It was like the... Um, hold on. Let me, let me see. This, the picture says... Where is that? Here we go. Active desktop recovery. Microsoft Windows has appeared has experienced an unexpected error. As a recursion, <laughs> your active desktop has been turned off. So essentially, like that screen, but in a big giant theater screen. <laughs> right? So it must be very effective to create spreadsheets from that screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I assume it would be. So essentially all they needed to do was um they just needed to reboot. Right, so they, they rebooted. They were maybe five minutes behind, which whatever. Uh, pr- preview started playing, and then suddenly in the previews, I noticed like, huh, they're doing a preview for that one Steve Carell movie with the doll things. You know, it's like that's weird. Oh. And then it's like coming Christmas. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is an old preview, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, and then, but the the previews weren't wrong long. one. Yeah, the previews weren't long. I guess maybe they cut it short a little bit. So it was like ten minutes of preview, and then and then the movie started playing, and then what? I, what I, the first thing I noticed was that, hmm, this is different production studios, and then and then the first frame comes <laughs> in, and I'm like, I, I immediately stood up my seat, started walking outside because I, I knew exactly what movie this was. It was The Mule, starring Clint Eastwood, right? As soon as I saw the flower, okay, keep in mind this is this is for the movie Cold Pursuit, right? Which is a movie set in a snowy place. The first frame was. <laughs> flowers <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm like yep so I've they were already playing the wrong movie yeah so i'm like yep i've seen this movie before so i just started walking out hey you guys need to uh change that because you're you're trying the wrong movie <laughs> right? so so essentially one they they they, they they the computer crapped out of them two they showed the wrong movie so when i stepped back into the theater like they're resetting it, guys. Don't worry. You know, third time's the charm. You know, and then I got a couple, several people laugh at that. You know, and then and then sure enough, the movie starts and it's real. Is the actual movie. So how long did that take till till that point? It wasn't. A, it wasn't that long actually. Maybe at best, at longest three minutes, right? So hmm. there wasn't really much of a delay compared to like when they were supposed to start the movie. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, there was another lady who was like. I've been experiencing this problem so many times now. I'm going to complain, you know. And then by, by the time she got back from complaining, the movie was ready for like 10 minutes into the movie. So <laughs> she wasted 10 minutes of her movie from complaining outside where she could have just said, you know, like, hey, the movie's wrong. Can you fix it? And then go back into the theater and just wait. Like yeah. Everybody else exactly. did. Yeah. So go figure, right? But but hey, that's, that's, that's her, us on her. Yeah. I mean, it's the digital age. It's not going to take like... 20, 30 minutes to an hour trying to figure out which end of the the film is of the reel is actually going to play. Yeah. Oh, would would she be justified for, for asking for her money back? I don't know if she did, but if she asked for her money back, would she be justified? I don't think so. No, 
No, because I mean, if the movie played, it played, and she it if played. she watched it, then she watched it already. Then yeah. uh, it looks like there's no problem. Yeah, the only thing I can think of where she would justify herself was that she's starting off the movie in a bad mood, so she wouldn't be able to enjoy the movie properly if it wasn't for all their mistakes. Oh, please, that's the only, come on! That's What's the, your emotional quotient? No, but seriously, that's really? the that's the only way somebody can be as getting their money back. You know, like there, I know people. I I don't know. I don't know people. I've heard of people after a movie that go to the manager and they go. I didn't like that movie. I demand my money back, you know? And then the managers will usually just not really bother arguing with you and they will give you your money back, you know? <laughs> but I guess at a, at a certain point, they would care because like, hey, you're scamming us now, <laughs> right? Yeah, like so, stop it. <laughs> right. But the, but the point is, is that, yeah, I mean, these things happen in the digital era. I mean, before in the film era, the the film would break and that's worse because there's no way to reset it the film broke right <laughs> exactly yeah they'll have to like get somebody can you get, can you get somebody to fix the film like they, what what they'll do and they usually at least two people running the film <laughs> right and then what 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 they what they used to do in the old days if a film would break what they'll do is they'll cut the part that's broken and they'll they'll literally tape tape it tape, right? tape yeah. the rest of it together and hopefully they'll stay kind of thing you know so that's how it worked back in the day. So you actually might miss a scene, like not in entire scenes, but like right. a little snippet, literally. Of, yeah, very, of very film. small because it is 24 frames per second. So if they lose 24 frames, that's only a second that you lost, you know. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Uh, the, the worst case scenario for the digital era is the movie itself gets completely either corrupted or deleted. <laughs> And like, sorry guys, we're out of a movie. <laughs> then that movie theater is just screwed. <laughs> then the movie theater is screwed. But yeah, but yeah. Anyways, on this episode, on the uh, twenty two hundred and twenty second episode of the show, I was debating what I should say on the two 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 episode of the show, because it's just <laughs> only two of us right now. Two two two. We are going to be talking. This is like relative. This is Valentine's week as we're recording this, so we are doing some some valentine love topic so as as it goes with our show we are going to be talking about uh valentine's day disaster stories and then we're also going to be <laughs> talking course. about romantic because we have to be anticlimactic like that <laughs> yeah we have to be negative about things like this and then and then uh we are also going to be talking about romantic plot tropes that don't age very well especially during the me too movement <laughs> right and then on on the news on the news art on the news front we got a bunch of stuff there's got a little bit of oscar here a little bit of movies here subscription stuff here and and whatnot the usual stuff for for the stuff and junk show all right okay on with the show oh no i'm sorry <laughs> on with the show forgot <laughs> and on the top of the <laughs> show we me ruti and jamming are going to be talking about the netflix movie russian dolls or russian doll russian doll I wonder if somebody would type in. One. Yes, I wonder if somebody would type in Russian dolls and obviously get something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just imagine that. But yeah, very close I, to- I would imagine Jamming would do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we are going to be talking about Netflix Russian doll. Yes. All right. On with the show. Okay. So it is Valentine's week, and being that the stuff and junk show is the stuff and junk show, we are going to be talking about this article here called The 46 Valentine's Day Disaster Stories That Would Make You Want to Stay Single Forever. Oh, my God. Talking about Valentine's Day, my stomach's already starting to hurt. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, I have a wife. You have a boyfriend. I, I think we'll be okay. Where's John Ming? Because he's the single guy here. <laughs> <laughs> he's stuck in traffic. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. Sure. He's stuck in traffic watching Pornhub. <laughs> Watching Pornhub. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's what he's doing. But yeah, so this article, which I should have popped up right here, 
It's from the thoughtcatalog.com, written by Jessica Winters. This was written several years ago, January 26, 2016. Um, let's go ahead and cover up a couple of... We're not going to cover all 46 uh, stories, but but we will call out some of them here. Uh, we also start with number one. Uh, number one, I ended up in the hospital after my hair caught fire. So <laughs> it says here, we were out to dinner and my fiancé leaned across the table to romantically feed me a piece of dessert. <laughs> but in the process, he knocked the candle over and onto my fleshly gelled hair. Was it what was yeah. it, the, the 80s? I ended up in the hospital after my hair caught fire. However, we did get a free meal out of the deal. Okay. And on, oh, I only man. had to endure a minor burn on my neck. I guess there's literally too much fire in our relationship. But the dumb. <laughs> right. All right. Well, well, what, which uh, story did you want to talk about here or mention uh, to the listeners? Hmm. Let's see. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Number four? <laughs> yeah. How did you know? <laughs> Go for it. Because that's, that's exactly my reaction as well. I feel like this is something that Jamming would have wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Number four. Number four. My JJ must have been exposed to some kitty hair because it started to it starts to swell up. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> my college boyfriend gets his buddy to use to to let us use his parents' fancy New York apartment. You know, funny, it's in New York. <laughs> while they're out of town. So we make dinner, get naked, and start rolling around the floor. But this friend's parents have cats, and I'm horribly allergic to cats. So I'm sneezing, and my eyes are tearing up, but I'm determined to ignore it all and just have the best sex of my life. Then, my vajayjay must have been exposed to some kitty hair. <laughs> no pun intended there. <laughs> because it starts to swell up. I mean, really swell up. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Naturally, the V-Day fun stopped there. Or did it? <laughs> or did it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got here number eight. Oh, you you, you got to do number five. Number five? Okay, let me go back. Number five. Oh, this is a really short one. Uh, number five. A card that had another girl's name crossed out with mine written underneath. I once got a card that had a girl's name crossed out with mine written underneath. Romantic. The end. <laughs> yeah, so essentially the, the whole story is the title. Except with the romantic at the end. All right, what's next? Yeah. All right, uh, what should we do next? Seven? This is, this is horrible. Okay, go ahead. He gave me a membership to a weight loss clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I play rugby and my weight is required for protection. I also carry a lot of muscle. I was gobsmacked when I was presented with a slimming membership, swimming club membership, slimming club membership from a date on Valentine's Day. It took a lot of effort to not tackle him to the ground and throw him headfirst out of the door. Wow, that's pretty ballsy for a guy to do that if he's dating a rugby player. Yeah, I've heard I've heard stories about like dates, like suggesting the, the person's weight and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little much. Okay, I'm gonna, this one I, want, I did want to talk about. Or at least I, it looked, the title was cool. Number eight, he called her and said I died. <laughs> the first time meeting her, she was extremely clingy and was already planning our wedding and how many kids we're having. And I had only known her for an hour. Being 18, I wasn't ready for this and she was carrying me a lot, getting very obsessed over me. She was giving looks of disgust to everyone who looked at me who was female. Fortunately, after the meal, we went to get snacks from a corner shop and I accidentally bought a chocolate bar with nuts in it, me having a severe nut allergy. I was rushed to to the hospital where I almost died, but the next day I was discharged 
and went to my mates where he called her and said I died. We've had no contact since. <laughs> Good name, for him. <laughs> name withheld. <laughs> I was lucky. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, let's, let's do a few more before we wrap it up here. What else do you Alrighty. Number 10. Another woman answered the phone. Valentine's Day, I called my boyfriend at college to see if he got my flowers and another woman answered the phone at 8 a.m. Oh, 8 a.m. <laughs> Valentine's Day? On Valentine's so. Day. What a way to break up with somebody or not even intend to break up with somebody. <laughs> Here, I'll jump to number 12. Edible underwear and a small vibrator. Uh, I was a junior in high school and had been casually dating a guy for a few weeks. We weren't serious and, have, and hadn't gone further than second base when Valentine's Day rolled around. I don't remember how the night started, but I do remember being in his parked car when he gave me a gift. I opened a bag stuffed with tissue paper to find edible underwear and a small vibrator that fit over your finger. I took the edible underwear to school the next day and my girlfriends and I had a good laugh after discovering how awful they tasted. So this is a bad experience because the, the thing tasted bad? That's it? Um, I guess because <laughs> they haven't done that. They, they mean they're in high school. So I guess, I guess. It's, it, it's like, why are you giving me this? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what, let's, let's, let's do two more. One from you, one from me. Go ahead. Okay. Number 14. Didn't come to my place until 3 a.m. Covered in body glitter and drunk. Okay. One ex went to a strip club for a first V-Day together and didn't come to my place until 3 a.m., covered in body glitter and drunk. And another gave me cellulite cream and miscellaneous Christmas lotions and lip balm from Avon his mom gave him. The only man who's ever given me a nice valentine has always been my daddy. Whoa, 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 what? whoa, 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 whoa. What a, what a last of this. Oh, jeez. Okay, let's see. What is number 46? I'm curious. To wrap this up, what's number 46? Picking out bits of bread roll from my teeth. It was my first date wearing braces, the chunky metal train track kind. And I admit I was a bit nervous, especially as we were going out for dinner. My date insisted we went to a burger restaurant and try one of those mighty challenge ones stacked with onion rings, cheese, and everything you can imagine. Oh a, massive, a massive burger was the worst possible thing to eat with my new train tracks, and there I was trying to eat gracefully, but picking out bits of bread roll from my teeth. I tried using <laughs> a knife and fork to tackle the rest of it, but failed miserably. I couldn't face him again after that date. Oh, oh I don't man. Know. I don't think it's that embarrassing. I mean, seriously? And as, I mean, as a guy who never had braces before, but yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think it's... I mean, I guess if you're if you've never had it before and you're self-conscious about it because it's like literally protruding off of your teeth. I mean, I've never had braces, so I wouldn't know either. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yep, sorry. All right, so there we go. That's um, read the rest of the article at uh, thought, the thought, uh, thought catalog which the link is in the show notes. Forty six, forty six Valentine's Day disaster stories that will make you want to stay single forever. And this coming from two people who are in relationships. <laughs> Hey, look, Jamming's here. Hey, now. Hey, what happened? Hey, Jamming. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome you back to the show. It. You hey. made it. Hey, so what are we talking about? Let's start from the beginning. 
Let's scarf not. on top. Let's no, we're done. Not. Actually, thanks for listening, guys. We're, we're, Have a great night. We're gonna review and uh, uh, we're gonna review Russian Doll here. So in in that in tribute to that show, let's just start over. Start from the top. Start from the beginning. Rewind. No, I think it's good. It's good timing that you came in because we are talking about romantic plot tropes that oh, don't age you. very well. Yeah, especially in the Me Too movement. Yeah, and nobody's more romantic than I am. You know, but, I mean, I mean, this but, involves movies and whatnot. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So this kind of works. Um, I'm not sure if you guys. Try to come up with some movies. We'll try and not spoil anything. And in fact, if we mention the movie, I'm probably just going to edit it out or censor mm-hmm. it. So, but yeah, there is like a lot of movies, especially in the past, where you kind of don't think they would work today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have any example? Oh, you know, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a movie, which I'm not going to mention, mm-hmm. where, where this one guy was is able to like... Uh, Travel back in time, mm-hmm. right? And quantum leap, quantum uh, leap. right? <laughs> and and basically figure out uh-huh. everything that. Okay, basically he likes this girl, mm-hmm. right? And the girl does not like him. Mm-hmm. Time traveler's wife? No, because he's because he's. A, I never got to saw the movie, so I'm sure I, I like this game. But but, it also, but, that, but the, I know the movie you're talking about. It also involves Rachel Lee. No, not Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel McAdams, right? No, it does yeah. not. It does not. It's not racial. It's not the <laughs> no, racial. Stop, stop, stop guessing. Stop guessing. Stop guessing. But anyway, so he has the. Uh, he likes this girl. She doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. You know. But he has this. At, the, at one point in the movie, he's able to like figure out everything she hates or mm-hmm. likes mm-hmm. Uh, by by going back in time and just literally just figure it out mm-hmm. as it is. So. The end run is like, oh wow, he's a guy who who knows me so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who I should be with, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. that kind of a mani- that kind of manipulation probably doesn't work nowadays, right? Don't you think? And I think there's still movies and TV shows out there that still kind of does that. And you're like, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that. I can't think of anything off the top of my yeah. head, but I know, like, I can't think of any specific examples. So I know there are a lot of examples, a lot of movies where and TV shows where uh, there's a lot of spying going on. You know what I mean? The, the oh, ma- especially the seventies and eighties. Yeah, the guy and his, yeah. and it's usually his like, best. Like we'll try everything, every scheme in the book, right? To try to get the girl. Yeah, the guy and his best friends are usually sneaking up on right, him. You know right, what I mean? right, right, right. Like mm-hmm. using periscopes. You know what I mean? Look spying, figuring things out, and stuff like that. Yeah, or, that, or, that doesn't or, work anymore. Or or they're like manipulating the date so the date would um like here's another example of like a guy who wants a girl but the girl doesn't want him. Mm-hmm. Where they'll right. try they'll try to manipulate her day to so that every time she's always comes back to him mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, or like, or like those those plots where um, the 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 girl or the guy who's the wingman is actually in love with the person, and then they help their friend or brother or sister mm-hmm. um, end up with that person because they're so in love with them, and they have no idea that first person, first said person, was actually in love first with that person. That's horrible. Wait, wait. How, how's <laughs> I don't understand that, that. How's that horrible? <laughs> no, because it's like, why not just, like, why are you torturing yourself? <laughs> no, but that, that, that's just like a story device as opposed to like, this is bad for the girl or this is bad for the guy. I mean. Oh, you mean like Weinstein? Yeah. Like, 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 like my example, don't you think manipulating the date just so that she falls in love with him? Mm-hmm. You know, like basically like, like a creeper or stalker. Like happens to like know this person very well. Yeah, it's very duplicitous. It's very manipulative. Or like The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like or the or the Bachelor. (laughs) I don't watch The Bachelor, so I don't know. But going back to what you were saying earlier, was it was the movie about time? No, it's not. Are you sure? It's not. I swear to God, that's the plot of no. It's not about time. 
No, it, it's not about, about time, time because he was already with her when he figured out that he could go back in time. Yeah. Is that what it was that? Kind of, kinda, yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of, no. It, that, that's, I actually really love About Time. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want you to besmirk that movie. Yeah, About Time was actually really sweet. Oh, put me to sleep. When I was watching, I was like, it's about time for me to turn this off. I go to sleep. Bam. You have no heart. But but no, the movie I'm talking about is actually a really beloved movie by all of us here. But I'm not going to mention the name because it might ruin it for you. Really? God damn it. I still really love the movie. It's just that that one one particular plot point, I'm like, Uh yeah, he's kind of manipulating her now. Now I'm I'm really curious. Now I want to know what movie I love. What movie do I love? Come on, just just tell us. Just tell us. Okay, I'm I'm just going to censor it for the uh, the, uh, the listeners. But it's... Oh. Oh, Now don't say any names. Right? Yeah, you know, I actually have never seen that from start to finish. Like only bits of it. Oh yeah, but towards towards the end, he does that move. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna defend this 25 year old movie that I can kind of remember. <laughs> but does, doesn't he fail though? Doesn't he? He, he just, fails he, constantly he, until he does not. Yeah, and until, remember the end of the movie, he ends yes. up in bed with her. Come on, is that what is that what happened? Yeah, for her, it only happened in like a like a day. One day, yeah. But yeah. for him, it happened for in like a long ass time because he was able to figure out well, everything. He you likes know what? Him. If you don't like it, take up. A... What do you think of that? <laughs> oh wait, wait, it's so much hits. I'm oh. going to keep censoring oh. this thing. Yeah, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> oh. Rest in peace. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you you know what was another creepy like romantic plot that uh-huh. if you think back at it, you're if you haven't seen it lately, but you think back at it, it's like, oh, that was romantic. But then if you watch it again, when he oh, brought um, yes. back to his apartment, yep, yep. it's like, whoa, that that's was, that, like that, sexual total sexual that harassment. That was a thing there. in the 70s and 80s for some reason. <laughs> like like the whole idea that yes. the man, if the yeah. man is super manly, he can just get what any girl he wants and the girl will love oh, yeah. it. And uh, the guy, yeah, and like, she like so obviously looks so uncomfortable. It's <laughs> like there's so that looks so yeah. wrong. It, and, she's not even showing any sign. I mean, if she was, if that was like the way girls used to flirt back in the seventies and eighties, like that's, that's I, flirting. I, I don't even know <laughs> that's how men would that, even that, know that's that essentially, a girl is saying yes. That, that's essentially baby. It's cold outside, <laughs> yeah, right? And back then <laughs> yeah. it was like. Back then, it was just basically it's no until they say yes. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. They just keep going at it, going at it. And they're, oh, they're like, oh, she's just playing hard to get and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Just playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you don't think you make you today with that with that with that uh, plot point. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Just take, take take no for an answer. Okay, back down, man. Oh, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do. Do you guys have any other other examples? One I have. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's um, a creep or anything. But uh, one of the things I I don't like is. Uh, when the the girl the girl already has a boyfriend and the boyfriend is always mm. a dick, I never liked that. I never liked that. Too, it's yeah. always very mm. condescending. You always you always it's like you know it's like women know should have a better self of the value and the trope and you know what I mean. For example, a lot of Drew Barrymore romantic comedies and stuff like that. The boyfriend would always be a dick. I remember also Rachel McAdams' uh, boyfriend, which I think it was. Uh, Bradley Cooper in The Wedding Crashers. He was a dick. You know what I mean? He's right. These, these, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these boyfriends are obviously abusive, uh, you know, and, and horrible people. And I, like I think what you're saying is that it encourages women to be adulterous. Yeah. Because, hey, the That's person a, you're yeah. with, not, not, good, not, me, not good like, for you. Yeah. Right. Like, it, yeah. the, the, the whole thing is, like, it teaches girls to think, like, oh, well, if I can make my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, who I don't really like or crazy about, look like a, such an asshole, mm-hmm. maybe it won't be so bad to make to like move on to the next guy. Yeah, and also it makes it seem like the woman always needs to be kind of rescued and right. stuff like that. You know what I mean? She can't figure yeah. it out. She always she can't figure it out for herself and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. this or or okay, how about what? like those movies with a with a really good nice girl 
who is in like a love triangle with a really good man mm-hmm. and the friend who's a womanizer, but she really wants to fall in love with a womanizer friend. Yeah. Like really, how realistic is that? Right, right. Or, or how about the guy? Like telling, okay, the guy, the guy's best friend is married to this woman, but that guy actually is in love with that woman, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he constantly gives hints to her, hey, I'm in love with you, even though you're married to my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how does that work for the female? Like, like the woman should be like, like disgusted by this. But no, in this movie, which I'm not gonna name, she actually likes the idea. That <laughs> it's a. <laughs> <it's> a no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, no. The movie I'm talking about, which I'm gonna censor Don't here, censor listeners, it. it's fine. It's that one movie with the uh, uh, and from. Oh, ro- yeah. Oh yeah! Remember that? Remember that plot line with mm-hmm. uh, with, with where where he's yeah. like yeah, well, which I just mentioned actually. There's right. a little bit of a tangent, but uh, is actually one of the great divides between people who love romantic comedy. <laughs> people, some people <laughs> love it. Some people say this is very very troublesome uh, a movie and stuff like that. It's not a movie for the Me Too era and stuff like that. A lot of the romances involve men of power and stature, uh, romancing mm-hmm. quote unquote women ben- uh, that below their station in life. There's no homosexuality, at, you know, none of them are. Even though it's a movie about love and stuff like that, there's no uh, there's no mention of gay people and stuff like that. So yeah, it's yeah, a- it's, it's too it's too bad I'm censoring the name of the movie, but yeah. Oh, you you edit all that back? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, you, movie, what, 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 what you're saying, I'm gonna keep what yeah. you're saying, but I'm gonna censor the name of the of movie. Of course, the movie I'm talking about is. <laughs> and which I'm gonna censor. Yeah, everything right is there. gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is just censored. But yeah, and another movie that we none of us mentioned. <laughs> it's but gonna sound this whole this whole segment's yeah. gonna sound like yeah. we're just cursing each other out. Like yeah. so, then this blah blah. <laughs> how how about the, the one movie where where the where the dramatic interest gets amnesia, and then and then the other person who actually loves them pretends that hey, you're my husband yeah. slash wife. You're talking video. about. Well, I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> what, what, what? What? We're talking about? What happened? What? I actually never I'm saw. Confused. But but is that what happened in that movie? No. That's like a kind of a cute movie. Yeah. I think. He yeah. so he meets her after she has retrograde amnesia, which mm-hmm. she loses her memory every day at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. she starts anew, and she starts from like the day that she caught him, so that she got amnesia mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> years and years ago. And then every day he just like does everything to make her fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of goes back to that movie that shall not be ma- named. Right. <laughs> Momentum. Um, where he knows her. And mm-hmm. so he's using his knowledge of her to make her fall in love with him every day. Mm-hmm. Which is romantic, okay, in a way, but also kind of creepy because like he knows her disability. So right. like, yeah, he's kind of tricking her into the, falling in love with him every only- day. What if... The she only has way, a different personality that day and is not in the mood to fall in love with anybody. Now, I mean, the people, some people could argue that, well, but he's in, he's in love with her. He just wants to get to know her. But at the same time, he's also cheating. Give give the other person a chance to get to know him, right? Mm-hmm. Be on equal footing at least, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, the, the the whole like, oh, the person has amnesia, so I'm gonna I'm gonna manipulate it so that they're in love with me instead when they think or when we're they not know. manipulating it if. If um, I'm doing everything to make her fall in love with me. Right, right. Now, there, there's this article that I have here before we wrap this up. Uh, it's from parentmap.com. <laughs> parentmap.com. Um, it's basically, the title of the article is Five Movies from the 1980s That Can Trigger Conversations About Consent. I'm not going to mention the movies here, but they do have a list of the plot lines, the plot tropes in the mm-hmm. end 
that I guess I should mention here. Okay, the myth of the hard-to-get woman, which Jamming already mentioned. Lots of movies portray men as the pursuers of women who are just playing hard to get, implying that women don't really mean what they say. That idea is as old as the silent film. No means no. Right. Uh, the role of drugs and alcohol in seduction. Right. Slipping a Mickey in someone's drink may result in comedic situations on screen, but in reality, drugging someone to yeah, have a we've all seen We get it. I understand. All someone right. who is drunk or otherwise intoxicated right, or asleep right. cannot give consent. All right. Rest in peace, John Hughes. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, he has a lot yeah, of those movies, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the supporting characters who enable bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Sexual abuse often involves folks who help the perpetrator get away with their crimes, or at least look the other way. Tell your kids not to be bystanders. If someone appears to be in danger of being sexually assaulted, step in or call a trusted adult or authority. I think what we're saying is uh, more women should uh, direct and write and produce movies. Yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, consent isn't just for women. Turning the tables on sexual assault by making yeah. a man the victim always gets the audience's attention, but consent goes both ways. Both men and women should expect to give mm-hmm. and receive verbal and physical consent from their sexual partners. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, and the last one here. The relationship between sex and humor. Sexual situations make us nervous, which is why they're often played for laughs. But there's plenty of comedy, comedy gold to be found in romantic hijinks without involving sexual assault, harassment, and rape. Sexual aggression is no laughing matter. Yep. So yeah, I I think I think you can watch an old movie and just appreciate it for what it was at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And but it's it's kind of hard to see people making the same kind of movies today. Mm-hmm. They should know better, right? You would think. Sure. Yes. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Sure. It all depends. <laughs> it all depends on Michael Bay or Brett Ratner making any more movies. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I assume people should be better. So you're today. saying John Hughes is good. At, he's good at his dead because he can't make these kind of movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, technically, I, technically mean, I didn't say it. I you mean, said it. But, yeah. Didn't he have a lot of like those teenage, mm-hmm. like scene, like love scenes where mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like there's a scene. I forgot which movie it was, but this girl was literally just like she she was with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and she was literally just like staring at this at something at the ceiling. So it was like she wasn't even there, but it's because it was expected of her. So she just kind of like just stayed oh, you're, there. You're, you're talking of <sighs> yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. That, that, it was that movie because it was it was like her first sexual experience. To be fair, it was consent. She actually did want to do it, but it was so disinteresting to her, I guess, that she was just focused on the underneath the bleachers. Wasn't that a John Hughes movie where a girl was like kind of tipsy and drunk, and then the guy kind of is that one of them? Yeah, yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Mm. Yeah, it was like like oh, you know, go ahead and have her. She's yeah, something like that. Yeah, some some girl was drunk like and she was passed around, or passed, oh, passed. Yeah, around. I believe it was. Anyway, yeah, even it got to a point where Molly Ringwald had to comment on it a few years mm-hmm. ago, right? She was doing some sort of interview Q and A, and she met, she even she mentioned, yeah, uh, I love John Hughes, you know, but they're up, but his movies and the writing was of the time. He, she doesn't think those, they're appropriate for uh, uh, wow. yeah. yeah, and that's not that's even that also covers the whole uh, long duck long duck. Some yeah, I, yeah, I refuse to rewatch the movie just because of that. Sure. Same. That's my same opinion for uh, 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 activities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you make fun of Asians that way. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna give it a rewatch. Yeah. All right. As of this recording, it's currently eight forty six on February twelfth, two thousand nineteen, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's time we take a look and see what's going on. Oh, like there, there's a little echo back there. <laughs> That's pretty what? good. 
Four what? scores and seven years ago. Did you, did you not watch Lincoln? Did you not watch Daniel Day-Lewis' performance? <laughs> I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Come on. I know, but you realize he did the research and he he, he realized, uh, what do you call it? Lincoln actually had a very small, whispery voice and stuff like that. So you're saying I should I should say, like, it's time we take no. a look. <laughs> no, that's not it. Okay, moving on, moving on. After... After 13 years and four score, no, after 13 years and 96 million paid subscribers later, Spotify, the leading music streaming app, is finally profitable. That's right. If you didn't know, why so soon? If you didn't know, Spotify has been losing money this whole yeah. time. I mean, I think I imagine that years ago as well. But they've been paying for songs one penny at a time to the artist. <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah. So now Spotify can say, finally, finally, we can give more money mm-hmm. to the artist. Nope, they're just announcing that they're going to have a loss this year. So very short lived. Did it also be somewhat profitable or breaking yeah, did, even? Did they actually talk about the what, what the actual revenue was? Well, no, not so much. Oh, sure. Here, I, I should. It was actually, five dollars. I should actually <laughs> click on the article sure. here because I wasn't doing that. Specifically, the company made an operating profit of one hundred and seven million. No, that's not bad. That's, that's it. That's not bad. Hey, that's it. Hey, how much did you make last year? Well, what if there are you? What if there are like how much were you profitable? What if there are like one million artists in Spotify? Mm-hmm. All they get is like ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think there's a future for for streaming music for $10. artists. Dollars. <laughs> who who here uses Spotify? I used to. I use the Google Play Music now. What do you right. guys use? I use Google Play Music because it comes free with YouTube uh, yeah. pre- uh, Premium. Mm-hmm. Ruthie? I Ruthie? just watch YouTube. <laughs> but actually, you, you are the majority. Anyway, I don't listen. To no, no, Spotify. Ruthie, oh, okay. you, Ruthie, you are actually the majority. The majority of people uses YouTube specifically just for music. Yeah, yeah, for free. Oh, yeah, yeah nothing yeah. against Spotify too. I guess, yeah, that's why. That's exactly why yeah, Spotify I, is losing out because of people like me who don't want to yeah. pay. I actually, uh, when I had Spotify, and I actually had the paid service, which mm-hmm. is ad free and stuff, whatever, or you can just add, kept adding music or something like that. So, anyway, so the, yeah, me too. I, I, I actually liked it a lot. I like the interface. I like the, uh, the connection. So it's much, it's much better than uh, Google Music. But like I said, like yeah. like Albert said, I I have used Google Music because you know I because just, YouTube I, Premium, yeah, YouTube <laughs> Premium. Yeah, like that. no, same same with me. I I would prefer Spotify. Uh, but but I think I do prefer Google Play Music's uh, uploading thing, where you can upload your own music to the service if oh. it isn't part of the catalog. Okay. I do mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there was rumors that Google Play Music was going to remove it, but they haven't removed it yet. Yeah. So go figure. Yeah. All right. Speaking of subscription services, Cinemia, which is the movie subscription service that I use, uh, is demanding customers send two forms of ID to unlock yeah. their accounts, and, and some picks. are outraged. What? What? You know, what? so two this is forms. Two forms. <laughs> basically, basically, they want like a picture of your driver's license, and they want a picture of you. Holding said yeah. driver's license to prove that. And a, serious? and a fingerprint. And a blood sample. And a swab. And your passport and your yeah. birth certificate, <laughs> social security card. A, a swab of your saliva, too. I suppose, weird, huh? supposedly, yes. supposedly, this is in their term of service. They could ask mm-hmm. for this, you know, because but nobody reads a TOS. Mm-hmm. I actually went ahead and did it, mm-hmm. right, knowing that they, now they know my driver's license number or whatever. But and it, is that I like the service, so I'm going to keep it. And doing. a picture of a newspaper. <laughs> proof of life. It's a weird standard. It's a <laughs> weird standard. Uh, it's weird. Of today's yeah. date. I know. It's getting weird, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not hostage. What? What? I'm not hostage. Uh, Speaking of streaming services, MGM's Epix, the channel, joins streaming market with Epix now for $6 a month. Essentially, this will be the back catalog of Epix stuff, their original series, uh, movies that they have licensing to, plus the catalog for MGM, Paramount, and Lionsgate, which coincidentally enough are not part of Movies Anywhere. I'm just thinking, what's part of Paramount Lionsgate that I'm really interested? Star Trek movies and stuff. Paramount, 
Lionsgate, Re- Li- Lionsgate, um, uh, Ladybird was Lionsgate. Right. right. Uh, oh, okay. And most recently, uh, The Quiet Place. Okay. All right. The Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. So and it's all under the Epic banner. Is apparently it's under MGM. MGM owns okay. Epic, Paramount, Lionsgate. So, okay. uh, which I didn't know. It's, it's going to be an app and a streaming service and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, it's currently available right now on Apple TV, oh. Android, uh, blah, 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 Apple. And how much was it? Uh, six, $6, six dollars a month. Um, I don't know if I would pay six dollars a month to just for the back catalog. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if I like the movie, I'll buy it anyway. Yeah. But um, if they have the original show, uh, Pennyworth... <laughs> Which is the album, uh, but uh, Batman's Butler get, me? is getting a TV show. No, excuse me, stop. On Epics. This isn't a bit, right? I mean, <laughs> no, this is not, not the onions. Yeah. This is not a bit. Bat- Bat- Batman's Butler yeah. is going to have a TV show on Epics. I just want to mention that this is something. This is something Albert and I talked uh, talked about off air. Uh, Teen Titans Go from last year is a really underrated movie, and mm-hmm. for just this reason, everybody. Every comic book thing is getting a goddamn movie or TV show. God damn it. In that movie, they made fun of the fact that they would, they would get Alfred Pennyworth yep. uh, a TV show or movie before Robin or any other characters. God damn it. Now, yeah. now this is back, this is like basically uh, uh, Alfred Beyond. Yeah. Or Alfred Begins. Yeah, Begins, wow. yeah. Uh, it's so back when Robin doesn't even get... Robin hasn't <laughs> yeah, even appeared in the movies. <laughs> well, to be fair, Robin does have a, his own TV and show. And Alfred already too. has a movie. And yeah, just to pick up what Albert... I, I know where Albert's going with this. It's not even... Alfred Proper. It's actually his ancestors, right? No, no, no. It's Alfred Proper. When is he was young. Really? When he was young. Really? It's a, the premise is that he's back. He's still in the SAS, right? And he's fighting, get this, the descendants of Jack the Ripper. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. My dyslexia got it reversed. I thought it was Penny, Pennyworth's ancestors fighting Jack the no, Ripper. No, no. You know what I mean? It's but his it's, descendants of yeah, Jack okay. the Ripper. And uh, basically, uh, Thomas Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's dad, mm-hmm. meets Pennyworth in this series. Oh, okay. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. Enough to pay six dollars a month for a binge? I think so. I'll pay six dollars a month just to binge <laughs> binge that season. Nope. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh streaming, again, uh Disney teases their future with Hulu because Hulu yes. Disney's gonna own sixty to seventy percent of Hulu well, after 60, yes. after the deal's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Uh essentially they're gonna toss in a bunch of like uh teen to adult oriented animated mm-hmm. series. And uh, essentially anything R rated is gonna go to Hulu. I think this is exciting. I like this news. Hmm. Yeah, so basically, like Disney can have play both ways. Hey, we have a streaming service mm-hmm. that's family-friendly called mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, if you want to see our adult stuff, subscribe to Hulu as yeah. well. I, I have. <laughs> is it going to be a separate subscription or is it going to be the same? I separate. Disney+, Plus and Hulu are two different things. Yeah. I wow. like. I like where they're going with this. I think, number one, yeah, the adult stuff is going to Hulu. It's not going on Disney Plus app. You know what I mean? Number two, I like the fact that it's animated. I think there should be more. Not all of them are animated. Oh, really? I thought they were not all animated. All. I think they are. are. I, I think, mean, Marvel's Runaway is not animated. No, I'm saying, no, the four that they announced yesterday. Oh, yes, that, yes, yes, about, yes. Yeah, the four they announced all animated. I like that a lot. And I do, I believe, just reading the tea leaves, I think this is a stopover for about a couple years until they, they, re-pick, they pick up uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yes, yes. Because yes. uh, uh, just, just a little maybe inside baseball. But after they leave Netflix, the actors and whatever, they can't play the characters for two years, mm-hmm. right? So I think this is like a little bit of a stopgap. Yeah. To have adult content, mm. to have uh, uh, Marvel stuff on a on a on a Disney service, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like it. And if you have like a Hulu subscription, you can actually tack on like Showtime or Cinemax or whatever mm-hmm. on it. Who's to say that they won't tack in Disney Plus? Yeah. So you can literally watch Disney Plus and Hulu at the same service 
if you wanted. To. And I like the fact it's a potpourri, a mixed bag of weird Marvel characters. I love the fact it's Modoc. I love the mm. fact it's Howard the Duck. I love mm. Howard the Duck. I love the fact that it's uh, <laughs> Dazzler plus Tigra. That's a weird combo. <laughs> yeah, because they never had any action, interaction before. And also, is Dazzler going to be a mutant? Does this mean the Fox thing has gone one hundred percent gone through? You know what I right, mean? That's true. And also, what's the other? What's the fourth one? Hit. Cat? Hit monkey. Hit, Hit monkey. monkey. Hit cat. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the war of DC, Marvel, monkeys and stuff like that, they got the first monkey show on the air. So, you know what I mean? Now, they, here's the thing. Because DC who has to get the chip. Who is Hit Monkey? He's a Hit Monkey. He's a he's an assassin monkey. Do you know who he is? A little bit. I believe I read his I didn't even know this, this yeah. character existed. I read his snaps, but I believe also I read some uh, comics where he's appeared in. He's, a, he's basically a Japanese uh, monkey that is a, a hitman, an assassin, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, say, say no more. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same thing as detective chip. Detective chip in DC comics. He's a he's a chimp and he's a detective. I'm sorry. There, there, there's a detective chip in DC yeah, comics. You don't, you don't know the detective chip. <laughs> detective chip. No, he, I don't know. He's a talking chip, and he's a better. Supposedly in the DC universe, he's like a better detective than uh, Batman. So of like course that. they are. Everybody's different. He's a detective chip. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I like. Anyway, I like. The characters that they announced, I like the creative teams that they announced because it's like a weird a collection of uh, uh, creators behind each show too. It's Kevin Smith, it's Pat Oswald, it's also Chelsea Handler. It's good stuff. I like it. Okay. Um, speaking of Marvel, DC, whatnot, uh, if you go to Marvel made a Captain Marvel website, yes. and since it, Captain Marvel is based in the '90s, they mm-hmm. made it really retro mm-hmm. '90s. So, kids, Whoa. if you listen to this yes. and you never seen a website from the mm-hmm. '90s. Click on the Captain Marvel <laughs> website, yeah. and my God, it's a it's a travesty. It's great because uh, I went on it and it didn't it didn't load for like five minutes, just like the '90s. <laughs> God bless it. And it had a did weird... it give you did it give you modem sounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you don't have um, uh, what's the word where, where they have like flashy lights or whatever? Oh yeah, uh, seizures. <laughs> seizures. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you don't have seizures mm-hmm. when you go to this website because back in the '90s. People oh, like flashing man. things, and lots in, of flashing it's in things. What, what do you call this again? Sixteen bit. Sixteen <laughs> bit. It's made by Geo City or something like that. that, yeah. that, 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 that. I think Geo City wouldn't have been able to handle this because Geo City wouldn't have enough space mm-hmm. to cover all the content they have in that thing. Have you actually gone on the website? Yeah, I have gone on the website. Yes. Yeah. How many colors do you think these are? The this is guys. All the clothes are rainbow. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> all the whatever's on the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, you, rem- you guys remember when that was a thing? Like, how many colors can it handle? Yeah. Good times, good times. Good times indeed. Uh, speaking of movies, the Academy has unveiled the four Oscar categories to be presented during commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So not, they're not even going to show this on TV. You have to watch online if you want to see these categories yeah. but because they, they're going to do them during commercial breaks. And the four categories, you know what the four categories yes. are? Uh, cinematography, yeah. it's editing, hair and makeup, and yes. the fourth one is costumes? Short live action. Short live action, okay. Yeah, so they're going to keep huh. short animated but not short live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually also going to be a rotational thing. So next year, this will be on the main telecast, and there'll be four that won't. Which is kind of BS. I got I got a couple comments and a prediction. My prediction is they're gonna they're gonna take this back, just like they they originally announced they're not gonna have all the songs played, and they took it back. And mm-hmm. just like uh, because of the blowback and the controversy, they're gonna take this back. I think they're gonna show everything. Well, yeah. So as of this recording, we have a week and a half to find yeah. out if they're gonna take it back or and not. And then number two, uh, my comment is. Uh, they say it's going to rotate. I mean, does that mean like best actor, best you know, best picture? I, I doubt it. The exactly. Main, the main category oh, so will it's always not going to like there. line yeah. up. So I call, like before. Yeah, exactly. So basically, I, basically the, the technical awards will be in rotation, but not the main category. So I call bullshit on that. And then number, and my last bit is I'll refer to Guillermo del Toro's tweet saying 
editing and cinematography is the heart yep. of movie going. So important. Yeah, it's so important because everything else, acting, writing, costuming, those are uh, legacy things. They take them from, from literature and stage plays and stuff like that. But editing and cinematography are specific to movies. They only exist because of movies, you know what I mean? It's the thing that separates movies from the other arts and stuff like that. I can so, yeah. really predict what they're going to do next year for, for the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound design, yeah. uh, orchestral score, yeah. uh, probably probably your your costuming thing, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. then yeah. animated short. You know, they rotate. The I don't think they're going to get rid of animated short because they want to have Pixar in the telecast, right? Yeah. They're talking about that. Oh, but did you, see, did you see the other conspiracy too? What is? Uh, if you take the four categories and look at the nominations, none of them have are Disney properties. It's oh. A, this is ABC <laughs> property, yeah. Jeez, yeah. okay. Uh, speaking of Disney, uh, Pixar apparently has this thing called Spark Shorts series and you can actually watch them on YouTube. They're basically their original shorts yeah. that you don't have to watch in the big screen or or buy their Blu-ray or whatever. They're available on YouTube. You're, talking, you're not talking about the those short movies that they play in front of them. No, feature, these are right? original ones that oh. you've never seen before. No, okay. I've never seen them because I thought it was one of those. I mean, I'm is like, oh, f- they're originals. Are they finished? Uh, there's a series of them. There's okay. three of them right now. Are they like the sl- the leftovers, the sloppy, the ones that didn't make the cut? For you know what I mean? It's like I don't think so. That's but, why I asked but if it could be true. Yeah. I mean, like, it could be one of those ones where yeah. like, no, well, you don't get the big time. So here's YouTube. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, speaking of YouTube, well, I think that's a this is a very loose segue. But this is the part where Albert talks about a video game story that, that John Ming and Ruth is just gonna phase out. But I'm gonna mention it for <laughs> my video game listeners. Uh, Apex Legends grabs attention away from Fortnite in confident fashion. So this is a battle royale game that came out last week. So this recording and and like there's there's up to like 25 million players already mm-hmm. playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like dominating like Twitch streams, which Fortnite is dominating. Blah blah blah. But <laughs> Apex Legends from from the original developers of Call of Duty. Uh, yada 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 hey, yada yada. yada. Text pl- me when you guys are done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you played it yet? I have not played. Okay. Oh, but wait, free to play. Yeah, it's free yeah. to play. Well, yeah. that's 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 a drug drug. Uh, that's the reason why. Wow, it, I'm so enticed now. Yeah. That's the reason why they're able to pull off 25 million uh, yeah. players right now. It's like addiction mentality and stuff. Like yeah. first taste is free, buddy. Yeah, first taste is free, and it's very polished. Supposedly, mm-hmm. from what I heard, it's very polished. It doesn't feel like a beta or alpha. It feels like mm-hmm. an actual game that's already ready to prime put- time. That had no marketing before this. They just literally dropped yeah, it, surprise, dropped yeah. it out, and yeah. then boom, it's like a big hit. Have you played Fortnite? I have not played Fortnite. Ruthie, have you played Fortnite? Anybody, anybody mm. a real what? gamer here? Ruthie is the person who always goes, "What the he- what's Fortnite again?" Yeah. <laughs> it's actually what's Fortnite. It's fourteen days. What do you think of that? What do you think of that joke? Okay, and what I think about that is, and that's what's going on in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, before we talk about Russian doll, uh, just in case the listeners actually care. John Ming, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter J I A M I N G L I O U. Ruthie? Is it really on the Twitter? <laughs> the Twitter? <laughs> Just kidding. You can find me on Instagram at grace13. That's G-R-A-C-E-1-3 for DIY picks, travel picks, food picks, cat picks, and other random picks. You can also find me on b.entwine. That's B-E.E-N-T-W-I-N-E-D for event designs and planning for birthdays, baby showers, gender reveals, bridal showers, weddings, and other party design needs. Hit us up. Is that a website or still Instagram? Instagram. Oh, still Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5 on the other podcast, Extra Topics of Spoils, which it's still been in, in hibernation for like five months now, I think, uh, on the <laughs> weekly comic strip. 
And the it's I about to give birth. <laughs> it's on bed rest. <laughs> nine months. It'll be back nine months. <laughs> if you want to send us comments, quick comments, leave it over our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or on the website itself. If you want to send us email, send it to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com. If you want to show us some support, head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support and find out how you can help us because we need it. Uh, music has been provided by the Y Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsewhy.com. And once again, I want to remind everybody, we are now officially on Spotify. So if you want to watch, listen, speaking of Spotify earlier, if you really want to listen yeah. to us on Spotify, you can just do a search for us on Spotify and Spotify this, Spotify that. Give us a ranking. Give us a rating. Give us a comment over there. Uh, expand our presence on Spotify. Is it a coincidence that they turn profitable once we join? That's I, right. I, I don't That's like right. So. right. Right. Not a coincidence. Yeah. Not a coincidence. Royalty yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Thank you. It's called Tipping Point. Look it up, kids. <laughs> tipping Point. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Oh, before we uh, talk about <laughs> our it's movie. A, it's a podcast, man. Don't our, just point your TV fingers. Show. People can't see that. <laughs> I would just point his finger at something. I was like, you can't, this is a podcast, man. Come on, man. So, put your fingers down. A non-spoiler, mm-hmm. uh, what are your recommendations for Russian Doll? Uh, Ruthie, you go first. Uh, non-spoiler. Why they should re- watch Russian Doll? Yeah, why, um, should, why should they watch it and then come back and listen to our conversation about it? Um, interesting plot twists, uh, very unique, um, plot, oh, I already said plot, uh, just very unique characters, um, very dark comedy that's very, it's interesting at all times. Um, yeah, just for that, like, and, uh, what's her name again? The character who also played in Orange is the New Black. Natasha what? Natasha Leon was was in Orange in New Black. Yeah. She oh, was. yeah, she was in the in Orange in New Black. Yeah, she she kind of plays similar like mm-hmm. spunky, dark humored character. It's mm-hmm. really enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, jumping. I would say it's eight episodes, so it's in half an hour each. Twenty five minutes mm-hmm. each. Yep, exactly. And then you and the other thing I would say you have to stick with it because I gave up after two episodes. Mm-hmm. But if you, I went, I went back. If you go back and finish it all we the way through, we had to convince him. Yeah, <laughs> was it was it the one hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomato? Is it one hundred percent? It's yeah, still one hundred. It's well deserved. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I'll get into it in my review, but it's one of the great turnarounds of all time. I mm-hmm. mean, it. Well, I like I said, I gave up after two episodes, and at the end of it, I thought it was one of the best best series I've seen in in a lot of years and stuff. It's big thumbs up. Yeah, yeah right. it was very it's, well developed. It's I was great. the same way with Jamming. Watch the first episode, I go, okay. Watch the second episode, I go, okay. Mm-hmm. Watch the third episode, go thinking like, okay, if this, are the, this episode <laughs> doesn't grab me, <laughs> yes. I'm going to quit. Exactly. By the end of the third episode, and essentially the fourth episode, mm-hmm. I was uh, hooked all the way yeah. in. Mm-hmm. My God, this is an incredible series uh, that, that, that came out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah. recommended. Just, just go through yeah. the first three episodes. I, then, I finished it in one sitting. That's how did. good it was. You did. Yeah. You did. yeah. All right, but yeah, up. so Big listeners, up. Uh, check it out on Netflix and then come back and listen to our conversation. We're talking movies and TV shows. There'll be spoilers in our discussions, so please take it. You've been warned. It is time. Welcome to Spoilers, please. All right, on to our spoilers discussion here. Um, John Ming, let's go with you since uh-huh. you're, the, you're the one who... We, we kind of really like persuaded yeah, yeah, we to had talk to about it. Yeah, convince you. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about this uh, the show is it, it, it knows exactly what it's doing. It's, it has complete control of the character, the story, the narrative, and stuff like that. I don't think it's an accident that the first two episodes 
they have this the, the main character as a total jerk, a total dick, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it knows exactly which, which which I said. Oh, that's very New York of her. Yeah, Ruthie, she, you were. You were <laughs> I mean, you. It, it, hey, it, it'll be hard. It's kind of true because we're always we're yeah. always getting over, so yeah. We, yeah. we just have an attitude all around. Yeah, just attitude. She's always on the attack. She doesn't take responsibility for ev- anything. You know, yeah. hey, it, it, the drugs has to be laced. It has to be laced. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's just a she's just a, she's just just a, a horrible horrible person. And like I said, the show knows exactly this character, and, and they and they they push it to as far as they can and then by the end of this third episode i think they know exactly you know what we can't this is it you know we can't keep pushing it this far you know what i mean this character is horrible people are going to tune out and then that's exactly when they they Change introduce alan and, and it's brilliant it's one of the great great twists of all time you yeah. know what i mean and apparently netflix actually has a trailer for this movie for this for this tv show mm-hmm. with alan as the primary oh, protagonist really? oh. and then natasha leon's character uh, Nadia mm-hmm. shows up at the very end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this trailer, huh. yeah, but people I, have said they saw the trailer first, watched the show, and like, where's Alan's yeah. character? Yeah. So for yeah. us, I, I saw I saw the trailer with Nadia already, yeah. so I didn't know. Any, yeah. I didn't know Alan was a thing exactly. until it happened. And until I finished the, the series, and then I went on YouTube because I like to look at some of the cast interviews. You know what I mean? And they didn't promote the Alan character, that actor at all. Yeah. He's not on. Oh, interview, really? Yeah, he's not on the nice. interview sticker at all. Nice. Anyway, because of Alan. And then it becomes a two-header, you know what I mean? So it separates itself from, mm-hmm. from Groundhog's Day and some of the other loop uh, TV shows and movies. So it becomes a double-header. Not only that, but your main character isn't anymore this asshole of a character. Yeah, you actually exactly. have a relatively <laughs> nice guy to, to root it's for. It's not just well. happening to her, and she's not special <laughs> for no reason. It and, happens to both of them. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And by the end, at, at the beginning, I, like I said, the first two episodes, I, I, I'm, I'm glad she died. I'm glad she kept dying and stuff like that. She's horrible. And then <laughs> it then, was pretty funny, though, yeah, the way she dies. Yeah, but at the end, when the, when the final <laughs> twist happens in the eighth episode... You're really rooting for her. You're really, you know, on her side. You got yeah, really invested in her. You see her changing yeah, as a right. person, and you mm-hmm. kind of like want to start, you know, you start believing in her that yeah. oh, she can actually come exactly. out of this. Yeah, when Albert and I used, uh, I mean, when we read reviews, we always say at the end of the movie, at the end of the TV show, how has the character changed? Would would the character make the same decision? That decision at the end of the movie, if they had to redo the 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 movie, how have they changed over the course of the, the TV show and stuff like that? You know what I mean? And then this this TV show actually physically takes them back to that that tipping point, that that, mm-hmm. that, that moment where the things all could have changed and stuff like that. And then it's it's great. I could I could said that better, but still, it's a great it's a great TV show. Yeah, it's great, Ruthie. Yeah, um, I mean, I couldn't have said it better than um, I couldn't explain it better mm-hmm. than Jia Ming. It, it, I like all the plot twists. I like how everything. Like, um, I think the turning point for me was, um, yeah, in that elevator scene when she looks at him and he's all calm, that mm-hmm. Alan, and he's all calm. And um, then she realizes that it's just not happening to her. Yeah. And then they try to start looking for each other. And, 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 um, and, I, and I, like, I love the development where they actually grow an attraction for each other, even though they're polar opposites mm-hmm. and never would have gotten together otherwise. And, you know, they they realize their flaws in each uh, in themselves as people and want to work towards correcting that but at the same time becoming more mindful about about the um environment around them of people around them and kind of changing their ways and uh it, it's a great diff and refreshing take on character what's the word i'm looking for like a character character growth, like, character growth. yeah um 
the the one line, well, I, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing here, where she goes like, "Hey, didn't you hear? We're gonna die," mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, "That's okay, I've died already before," mm-hmm. you know. It's like like that's like the yeah. the tipping point. I'm like, I need to see what happens next, yeah. right? So so yeah, the elevator scene. I thought I, I, I thought it was very much people definitely get to that point at least, hopefully mm-hmm. before you before you give a final opinion about the movie mm-hmm. TV show. Um, the, the, the do you think they were romantically involved, Ruthie, or do you think that was just sex? Because for me, I thought it was just sex. Yeah, they I didn't really love sex, yeah. each other mm-hmm. in terms of like in a romantic way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they started to really care for each other. Yeah, but not in a, but not in a romantic way. Yeah. Um, it's I, I kind of saw it as a possibility. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought they just realized they really cared for each other, which is something that they hardly do in real life in in their right. lives. The only thing I think the thing about this show, which I guess is my my analysis of the show is that their their, men, their flaw is they're selfish. They think about themselves mostly more about mm-hmm. they do about others. Mm-hmm. And the lesson they needed to learn was they need to think about others as well. Yeah. It's essentially yeah. Like, like the last episode of Seinfeld where where oh look that guy is getting rough, you know, and I'm not gonna do anything about it because who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. Because <laughs> it's New York and you New don't want to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> so so is this like a this is like a lesson for New Yorkers Ruti? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh think more about about things than yourself. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm sure New Yorkers will see that and go, oh, okay, moving oh, on. No, no, New Yorkers are going to see, oh, this is a lesson for Hollywood. <laughs> Stop thinking about yourself, yeah, think like, about others. <laughs> Stop thinking about yourselves, Hollywood characters. Stop right. thinking about other people, too. <laughs> yeah, so so essentially, I think I really love this message that this movie talks about, because in, especially in today's climate in the world, you know, you got to stop being selfish about yourself, like thinking about all yourself survival. But you got to think about other people, too. That's how the world going to keep going. Just like the world of Alan and Nadia's world had to keep going, as soon as they learn, they need to be able to help each other. They need to be able to help other people done themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a really powerful yeah. message. It's a really nice. Yeah. I, I, I was skip, I'm skipping to the end a little bit, but I thought it was a really nice grace note at the end with uh, an Alan's timeline or Nadia's timeline, I guess, whatever. But uh, Alan, you know, decided not to jump off the roof this time, and then she's and he says, you know, I'm not gonna jump off the roof, but. Can you promise he me? He doesn't do it. Yeah, he yeah. promises like, can, can you ha- promise me happiness if I don't jump off? And then she says, you know, no, I can't make that promise. But I can promise you, you won't be alone. We'll be in together and stuff like right. that. I thought that's a really graceful, really moving, very touching message. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It, it was very honest, which is yeah. again another refreshing line. It wasn't like some cliche that yes, we can be happy together, blah blah blah, all that you know, bullshit. But you know, th- she was realistic with him. Um, and you could see that she definitely changed through that experience and that she generally wants to help them as her friend. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though they he didn't remember it wasn't it was the wrong Alan from the wrong timeline and yeah. he doesn't remember her anymore. Yeah. So how do you explain the sci-fi element of this movie uh, movie? I, I keep saying movie. Uh, how do it you feels explain- like one. It feels like a like a very long movie if you just watch keep watching yeah. the series. Yeah. I mean for you, Ruth, I guess it was because you kept watching it until <laughs> very <laughs> But, it's a four-hour movie. But I think in the subsequent se- <laughs> in the subsequent seasons, we'll find out if it's, it's a sci-fi show, is it a fantasy, or or a, 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 a fantasy show, and stuff like that. We don't know what the engine is, or what the why they're in this loop and stuff like that. We don't know exactly. But, but there is this article yeah, heavier. Yeah, the forces behind it. Yeah. They have this. I think they have this article here that says Netflix Russian doll creators have ideas for multiple seasons mm-hmm. of the hit series. Yeah. So they have thought it through in a way. Yeah. But but I think for me. It was easy to just pin pigeonhole this this TV show as oh it's a Groundhog Day story mm-hmm. essentially they're time looping yeah. but it doesn't yeah. follow all the rules of time looping though yeah. like the plants still grow mm-hmm. um, yeah pe- people the were disappearing still rot. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, fruits, the fruits, things alive are still rotting, mm-hmm. you know, but, as if they were. But what still- did you think about the fruits? I mean, they were rotting on the outside, but remember when she, when they sliced it open, it was still fine. Yeah. Because time is still continuing on different levels and stuff like that. You know what I mean? No, but Ruthie has a good question. Mm-hmm. How, how do you answer that? I mean, I just take a face value when when uh, when uh, Nadia. Nadia explained it yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Their their perception of everybody's perceiving time differently because they're somewhere in different. You know, the outside of the time space continuum and stuff like so that. So you're you know saying I mean? the inside of the fruit is Nadia and Alan, while the outside of the fruit is the rest of the world. Yeah. So essentially, these characters, the other characters that 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 don't uh, that are not aware they're time looping. Yeah. Are that fruit. Yeah, and she's also mentioned that there might be every time they die, they might be skipping to different dimensions too. Like whenever yes. they die, that that dimension, that timeline still continues. You know what I mean? Right. When she chokes mm. on the chicken bone, her, you know, where she gets shot, her uh, her surrogate mother is you know is feels guilty, feels horrible over that death and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's something they'll touch on in later seasons and stuff like that. And it's going to be like a crisis of multiple Earths yeah, kind exactly. of situation. But I, yeah. another thing I like. Oh, about, oh sorry. Yeah. Oh, so no, I, go ahead. Also, oh, I like the fact that this this is a movie. Sh- uh, this is a movie where you can probably like take a. See, you're saying movie too. Oh, sorry, yeah, movie. <laughs> TV this show. is a TV show you can write essays about. You can oh, yeah, analyze totally. and stuff. There's a lot of it's so so layered and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a Russian doll. Literally a Russian doll. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's very layers. Because yeah, uh, there's a lot of different illusions. So number one, the illusion is like it's an arcade game and it's like a video game. So that you know everything resets and stuff like that. But the, the deeper one would be the it's a, it's also a. a, a it's pro therapy, pro psychology and stuff like that. You right. know what I mean? They couldn't, these two characters couldn't get to that point of hey, working together and being vulnerable until you break down the different layers. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? At some point, it's like a Russian doll. You know what I mean? All this, a lot of early episodes. Hence about, the title. Yeah, a lot of the early episodes are, are exterior stuff about where she has a party, where she eats, about her job. But then in the later episodes, when she starts thinking about her life and what motivates these things, her childhood trauma and everything like that, and when she thinks about the motivations and stuff, that's when everything starts uh, make, making making sense. sense. Yeah, and stuff like that. Well, so. I mean, I think the whole thing, with, before I move on, Aruti, was there something you want to add to that? Um, just, I wanted to talk about the ending a little bit, unless we, you guys want to wait off of that until uh, you want, if you wanted to discuss more. Okay, let's go back to the ending. Cause, no, let's go back to the ending later. Because what I'm going to yeah. say... Kind of before that. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially what I'm saying is that, um, you know, how she's having vision of her younger self, which yeah. is a reminder mm-hmm. of her trauma from the past, mm-hmm. right? And then Alan, you don't really see that, mm-hmm. right? We Actually, we don't even see what happens to Alan during the time where Nadia kept dying and dying and dying because yeah. she kept seeing yeah. herself, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't know what he saw. But my guess is that the whole thing with the trauma that of her past where, where her younger self said that, oh, she's still in you, mm-hmm. is the fact that, I think her being an angry person and her being an uncaring person is because of the trauma when she was a child with her mom. Mm-hmm. That triggered yeah. it. But her, but it's an excuse. Her excuse of being an angry person is because of her childhood past. If she if she learns to let it go, then her life can move on. And that or, seems to be what the lesson she learned. Or just acknowledging it, talking right. about it, you know, opening up that wound and and, and and talking about it. You know what I mean? A lot of times, a lot of times in the early episode, she doesn't even want to talk about it. She, they just, yeah, just, she just doesn't want to feel it. She doesn't yeah. want to have to relive it and yeah, go we, through it and talk every, about it. Yeah, everybody kind of, they kind of, she hints at the fact that it, it's her 36th birthday. Uh, her mom died when she was thir- when she when she was 36 and stuff like that. You know, but it's something like, yeah, she's, she's lucky to have survived for that long. Yeah, she's pushing and, it off. She's she's covering up that well, pain. She, she's ignoring it. Yeah, know. she's ignoring it. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's covering up with bad relationships, drugs, alcohol, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? She's not dealing with it and stuff like that. She's yeah. she's t- she's a prison 
You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the, 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 the time loop is a metaphor, you know, for destructive behavior because of right. childhood trauma and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good times. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Good, I don't know about good times, but yeah. <laughs> and, and one of my favorite kind of illusions. It's is a actually, good time for the viewer. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> one of my favorite illusions that they kind of use is the two animals that represent each character. You know what I mean? Nadia has the cat. Who always doesn't want to be held, you know, be trapped in a house. You're always out there. It's a, it's a, you know, what I mean? he's always out there and stuff oatmeal. like that. Oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal. And Alan is a fish. You know, what I mean, he's a he's a prisoner. You know, what I mean, right? In a in a fish bowl and stuff a like that. A lone fish. Yeah, yeah. lone fish and stuff like that. You know, what I mean, he's doing the same thing every swimming in circles every day and stuff. And like that. that's his tr- that, that, that's his problem. Is he stuck in his in his OCD? In his ways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's using that as an excuse on how on how life is supposed to treat him. One of my favorite things about Alan is like. He know he he'll let go for like for like a night, you know what I mean. Once he he breaks up with his girlfriend, or whatever he'll go home and starts playing video games, start eating a bunch and stuff like that. But he's so neurotic. By the end, by the time he wakes up, everything's still cleaned up though. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's it's good times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tangent here, but but this is the first time where I I learned or heard that apparently you don't let cats roam free in New York if you have a house cat. I thought you did. What? I thought you did something do you, you do. do, you, do. No. No, I mean it depends on what kind of house, what kind of cat you want to raise. I mean, yeah. there's some cats that just want to roam, and some owners let them. Yeah. My cats have I've just had them since they were kittens. So mm. I've never, mm. I've never let them out. Because that, that was the lie in the show, right? Go, go, you, this is New York. You don't let a cat out. Yeah, but I thought that was a. I'm not a cat <laughs> owner, but I thought that was a decision all cat owners have to make at some point. Is that indoor cat, cat where you don't let them out at all, or it's. It's one of those where you. No, no, that's, that's fair enough. But I'm just basing it yeah. on what what the what the the convenience store guy said. Oh, okay. You know, like oh, like, what they said, like yeah, indoor yeah. cats are supposed to remain indoors. Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to let them out. Mm. But but okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like yeah. like I said, tangent. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's go back to the ending. So go ahead, Ruti. What do you want to say about the ending? Yeah, I I kind of um I mean I get it was a metaphor. It was like a celebration. They were the. The homeless people were celebrating the Day of the Dead of all mm-hmm. days, um, or, or some sort of. Is, that, is, is that established um, that, that is Day of the Dead? I mean, the, the um, or like purge, like whatever the is masks it, were, it, were is about. Is it the Day of the, the Horse Gorgeous? Guy. Is it Coco? Is that this? Is that this <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't think, it was almost like a Mardi Gras thing, actually. Yeah. Oh, was it like a Mardi Gras thing? But it was yeah. like a celebration almost. It's, it's, definitely, like, of, is there, it's definitely some kind of celebration by the homeless yeah. people there. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, and and. The coming together of both, even Nadia, like the two Nadias looking like they were grazing each other's hands. Mm-hmm. It almost, it was almost like an acceptance of who they are yeah. or who she is, finally. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. then when you see that, like almost like that peaceful look on her face when mm-hmm. they pass each, when her different others mm-hmm. pass each other and then they become one. Yeah. It looks like it in the last scene. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this because it was kind of like, what what happened yeah. to the other one? Did they turn... Are they the same again? Like, did are, you, are they in the same timeline again? Did they meld together? What happened there? Rewatch that scene. The the two Nadias, the one that we were following throughout the whole series, the one that Alan tried to to save in his uh, reboot. Uh, they're not the same Nadia you see walking towards the camera at the very end. Mm-hmm. If you watch that split second, you see those two Nadia walk off mm-hmm. to the back, and then our and then the current Nadia, which will, I guess would be for season two. Mm-hmm. Walks forward towards the camera. Yeah. There's three Nadias at one given time at one particular second. Yeah, and it's a beautiful image because of all the different themes that's going on at it. You know, finally they can actually die. You know, they're actually at risk of dying now, right? Right. But mm-hmm. but because of what they've learned and what they've experienced, how they're moving forward, they're truly alive now. 
You know what I mean? So right. it's it's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful. It's That's a beautiful true. It's real life because 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 yeah. when they learned that they can die and come back to life, they were they were kind of like, like, like they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. they no, were just like whatever. They like if we yeah, die, they, ah yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But now, but now they, they can actually die, and now they should care. Yeah, and right. of course, yeah. all of this is a, a metaphor for like mental illness, addiction, destructive behavior, and stuff like that. You know how oh, yeah, totally. you know, I'm, I'm 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 obviously 100 percent okay. You know, obviously I don't have any of these neuroses and stuff. Like that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But the idea is like you repeat all these things, like OCDs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's like I a prison. We need to start what? talking How about your you? addiction to yes. Pornhub. How dare you? <laughs> when is this podcast wrapped over? I have, I have an appointment. Anyway, so, to the point. So, but, so the, 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 the scenes where stuff starting to disappear, the mm-hmm. mirror. Oh, the mirror was never there. Yeah. Um, is that all in her head or was it literally another timeline thing again? I, don't I think it was literally another timeline and it was a metaphor for the direction that they were headed towards. Because remember when they finally figured it out and like not really like tried to fix it but they they did the right thing and mm-hmm. so to speak the mirrors came back everything came back and everything came back to normal because yeah. she was like trying so hard to fight it mm-hmm. so everything kept on disappearing every time she would come back so and here, when she finally accepted it everything came back to normal so here's my theory of course there's no real answer because mm-hmm. it's all a theory um her first death triggered her the time loop mm-hmm. however the time loop itself is actually all in her head. It's basically her version of, of like um, seeing your life when you die, kind of thing. Right? Before your eyes, right? So, so it kept going until the very end, where mm-hmm. the last episode they they looped again back to to before she died, actually died, mm-hmm. and then that's when she gets a chance to change things up again. And when you mentioned that the the stuff we're talking about towards the end, they introduce a lot of horror elements, which is really right. effective. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Cool. It changes up the pace of the the show too. It's really cool when she's dying uh, in that restaurant where she's like being all blue and stuff like that. That was really mm-hmm. scary and stuff like that. It's really creepy. Yeah, it's good times. And it's almost like she predicted that because she was saying she uh, remember when the first time that she wanted to meet his daughter, she said, "I I don't want." Yeah. She she didn't want to meet her because right. what if she died in front of her and exactly. ended up like spewing blood all over her? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Later on, yeah, good times. Yeah, <laughs> once again, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's good times. Oh, I'm sorry. It's really really smart, really creative, really thoughtful. And props <laughs> to the people that made it. I mean, Amy Poehler, Natasha. Uh, it's a mostly women uh, it is all yeah Yeah, it's it's actually all Uh, the writer that they picked I forgot her name but something Headland she's been like a writer uh, she's very much in the New York uh, writing community and stuff like that anyway uh, there's three producers and then the writing the entire writing staff entire uh, directors are all women and stuff like that I did like how they flipped all the male characters like in a traditionally male written show the male characters in Russian Doll would have been the female characters. Mm-hmm. You got Alan, the, the, the neurotic, like possible love interest mm-hmm. who needs to be rescued, mm-hmm. right? You That's got, true. You got yeah. you got Mike, you know, the asshole uh, adulterer kind of kind of person mm-hmm. who, in this one, he's not even like handsome, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so which is like I know. I was like, what are what are women so attracted to him about? And I, I also want to mention if they ever remake uh Batman, he should play Jack Nicholson's the Joker. Yeah, the Joker. He's he, like doing a Jack Nicholson impersonation yeah. or something. Or he could just play he should play Jack Nicholson in a biopic of Jack Nicholson. He looks just like right. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He looks just like I think him. Jack Nicholson would do a, a biopic of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and, and, and then you have you have Alan, well not Alan, um the ex-boyfriend. You know who's kind of like the, t- the stereotypical clingy ex girlfriend, yeah. but then this yes, one is so an ex girlfriend. Yeah, would hang around for day- for months. Yeah, yeah. In this case, he hadn't seen her in months, and he still came to her birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is it is kind of like a nice flip. It is mm-hmm. like like Jami said earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like it's good to have more female writers and directors, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know to to like 
show us stuff that we haven't seen before kind of thing. Yeah, and it's actually funny because like when I was watching it, there wasn't any, there wasn't any moment that I said, this doesn't feel real. Like every character, especially the female characters, it was like, yeah, that's so plausible. Like, yeah, Yeah. she could be a game, like she could be one of the best uh, game game developers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, you know, know you're right. That is very unrealistic. Yeah. Oh shut up! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Also, I mentioned one of my favorite lines is from Nadia's character, where she she finally says like, because I, I, I just kept thinking, what is she, who is she doing? What does she remind me of? And then Nadia's character finally says, oh, you know what? You, you know, how do I describe myself? Oh, I'm like uh, Andrew Dice Clay, and so, you right. know what I mean? And it does, yeah. <laughs> I carry it. I was like, yeah, that, you're right. That's what it is. It's like, dang, you're, you're doing Andrew Dice Clay. That's right. Yeah, because I don't imagine any New Yorkers actually like her, so I, but I do recognize Andrew hold Dice Clay. Hold on, we got a New Yorker to ask, Ruti. I actually don't know who that is. Andrew Dice Clay? Oh. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Right, okay, fine. You don't know who Andrew Dice Clay is. You YouTube him. He's, but he's our, hilarious. Are New Yorkers Wait, like is that Nadia? Dice? Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. He was actually... Oh, Dice. The Dice. Yeah, oh, like okay. the Dice. I, like the plain the Dice. dice. Yeah. I, I only know him as the Dice. That's no. why. He was actually in uh, A Star is Born. He was, he yeah. was uh, Lady Gaga's dad in A Star is Born. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Andrew that's Dice right. Clay. But point is, is that uh, are New Yorkers yeah, he's like... such a guido. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Ruthie, are New Yorkers like Nadia? Like you're saying? Are New Yorkers like Nadia? Yes. Um, not. I've met people like her. Okay. Maybe not as extreme. So it, she's not a representation of New Yorkers. She's not a representation. <laughs> she's one of. She's like, one of. Actually, of the the, fair enough, fair actually when I imagine New Yorkers are the are the people that are actually in the liquor store, the out towners that are super drunk and they're super aggressive and stuff. I always imagine New Yorkers like like that, just super aggressive. No, those are the tourists. The tourists, but yeah. still, yeah. No, those are. The, but no, I imagine. The tour- the tourists, so like it depends. Like you get you get European tourists, you get Midwestern tourists, then you get other city tourists yeah. who think that oh we're we're so cool, we're so cosmopolitan, yeah. we're in New York, blah blah blah. But then you get the Midwesterners who are afraid of everything, and then you have the Europeans who think they're too cool for everything, and then they just you know do their own thing and like yeah, think I, that they own the whole place. Yeah, just imagine visiting New York and and being like that. You know what I mean? Just a bunch of drunk assholes all over the place. You know what I mean? Just mm. staggering out. Like I mean. Sports. Yeah, you kind of can be if you there want you to be, because yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Okay. Yeah. Uh, jumping. Final. Final. Final words on this. Uh, big thumbs up. Uh, I it was. I was at the end. I was more emotionally invested. And I cared about the characters as as much more than I thought. Like I said, it's a one hundred eighty mm-hmm. degree turn. Like I said, the the first episode, I thought, oh. This chick, man, I cannot stand her. Yeah. She's uh, she's horrible, it's so selfish. unappealing to yeah, watch. So this. unappealing, and then like I said, at the end, I she was, she she became one of the more more compelling characters in recent times, including Alan. I, I relate to Alan in ways that I probably shouldn't. Have, I sh- I, sh- I don't <laughs> want to think about. You know what I mean? Very neurotic, very in in his head and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's it's all it's all good times. And like I said, it's it's surprise for this much time loop, this much kind of pseudo fantasy sci fi horror elements. It's surprisingly emotional. That's that's what I would say, Ruthie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, what are my takeaways? Gosh, I hate this part. It's like the hardest part Final to summarize thoughts? everything. Yeah. That's okay. You don't have um, to. You don't have to. All right. Yeah, I'll skip it. Yeah. What John <laughs> Ming said. I like it a lot. Right? Yeah. I, I like it from the beginning, actually. I'm, I'm the same way. Like like what John Ming said. You know, it's surprisingly very yeah. emotional by the end of the by the end of the show. I was really hoping the, the last episode does not screw things up. But and I was and very and I was very close to thinking like, oh, they're screwing things up, and then and then you realize. Oh, they're like into different timelines. But anyways, um, for me, I think this is kind of like a continuation of Netflix's most popular TV shows. Well, not most popular, but most um, provocative TV shows, Maniac, mm-hmm. which yes. deals with mental issues and learning how, hey, 
it's not all about you. You got to think about others. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have Bandersnatch, mm-hmm. which is an, which is the whole idea about like, hey, uh, all these timelines they do merge, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then you gotta like you know figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna toss the Good Place as well, even yeah. though it's not Netflix. A Good Place teaches people, hey, care about other people mm-hmm. besides yourself. So yeah, I, it does. It does seem like in the end, I recommend this mo- this movie, this mo- this TV show to people just for the messaging. I know, I know. It's gonna be like a movie if you keep watching it straight yeah. through. <laughs> if I know, it's kind of like hard to tell people like, hey, just put up with the first three episodes. Yeah. But my God, I, I think this is a, this is a TV show that more people should watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's getting a lot I mean, of traction I, on I Twitter. I think as as a New Yorker, like I, I sympathized not just because they were in New York, but like I I don't know, there was just something. Maybe it's a female thing, like. Immediately from the, the the first episode, I was just hooked. Like I just kept on watching yeah. and watching and watching. So um, I never, I was never really disinterested or it never really bored me. Yeah, I started to question in the third episode, like, so what's going to happen yeah. next? And then the elevator scene happened. Yeah. And then I, I was really like, oh my god, there's another part of it <laughs> that yeah. I re- I'm, I'm really going to be up now. I think angle. that's what kept me watching yeah. until the very end. Yeah, there's a whole different angle in the same angle. night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I'm really curious to see how they're going to continue a se- the second season. Because if it was up to me, I would just end it right here. It yeah. seems like yeah, a nice complete series. Thing. But hey, if they already have like two ep- two more seasons in mind, mm-hmm. maybe I'm I'm willing I'm willing to trust them enough to say like, okay, let's see what you got. Yeah, but interesting. It'll be. I'm only curious to see are they going to do the loop thing again, or are they going to do a more traditional drama with the two. Two different timelines? Are they emerge? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, don't know. I would prefer for them to just end it because yeah. it kind of like ends perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to yeah. I'm, I'm okay, ruin yeah. it. I'm okay with it just being this eight episodes as well. Just like eight Agreed. episodes. It does feel like a one long movie and stuff. One long narrative that has a beginning, middle, kind of an end. I mean, there's some stuff that's unanswered that we t- we talked about and stuff. But right. it's not one. Of those, it's not anything that it's one of those things where I have to have these things answered. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like the mystery of it all, the the unknown quality of it all, and also you know over the over the course of the next few weeks, few months, the more I think about, it, maybe I'll come I'll come up with some answers and stuff. Like that. It's one of those things that actually kind of stays with you and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I really don't need a second or third ep- uh, season as well. But hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Ooh. All right. Thanks for listening. This was episode 222nd of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who, What, Where's, Whenever. Bye.